That's a growler. Welcome to Beauty and the Beastly Minute, the podcast where we break down and analyze Beauty and the Beast, one bat-flapping minute at a time. I'm Bobby. (laughs) And I'm Janae. (laughs) And we are your hosts. Uh, Today, we'll be talking about Minute 12 of Beauty and the Beast. It starts with Maurice saying, we better turn around, and ends with him being chased by a pack of wolves. So this is not a good minute for Maurice. (laughs) Poor guy. (laughs) Um, I love that. So in the last minute yesterday, I kind of had noticed that he wasn't really that scared yet. But this is the first place where I feel like from what I'm seeing and hearing in his voice that he's actually starting to realize that he's scared and he should be scared. I wonder if he was a blonde before he went. Just, but he's got those brown eyebrows, I guess, so maybe not. But yeah. yeah, I don't think so. Poor Philippe is scared the whole time. And Maurice, he finally gets there this minute when he says, we better turn around. Yeah, yesterday, I mean, we talked about Philippe and how his face is kind of pushing the emotion of the minute. And he's noticing the wolves and he's starting to get freaked out. And then in this minute, he's like, you know, definitely in the freak out mode. He's like, okay, this is not good. I don't like being where we are. Yeah. Yeah. Then Maurice is like, hey, is something going on? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Also question, why is he riding on Philippe's back and not on the cart? Was that normal in that time period? I don't know. I guess I didn't even think about it till till you mentioned it. I mean, I guess he could be on the cart, but I think the cart's pretty full. So, oh, so it's he's got, just it's got on, the invention there. What did you say? I said it's got the invention on there and it's oh. kind of taking up the spot where you would normally sit. So I right. think he's just doing that because he doesn't have room to sit in the cart. Okay, that makes sense. But it definitely gives you an idea of just how big Philippe is. Because um, yesterday we established that he is a Belgian workhorse and workhorses are huge. They are like the massive horses of the horse species. Okay, actually, Uh, not to contradict you. No, I'm wrong. Not to contradict you, but I was looking it up on on Wikipedia, (laughs) my friend, and uh, it said on Wikipedia that the Belgian draft horse gets up to 66 to 69 inches tall, which I looked up is... About like five feet, five and a half feet. Seriously? Yes. And it also said that the Belgian draft horse generally weighs around 900 pounds. So at wow. first <laughs> I was like, this horse has got to be huge, just like you thought. And then I looked it up and I was like, wait a second, five and a half feet isn't that tall. <laughs> well, 900 pounds probably isn't that much for a horse. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, I mean, that, compared to how small Maurice is, it looks huge. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, I guess... If is Maurice I, if a midget? Think about it, I don't think he's a midget. I think he's just a small person, and he's old, and he's just small. Okay, just checking. So, okay. Anyway, that's what I learned anyway. That's what it said on Wikipedia. Don't trust everything that you read on the internet, but I'm pretty sure it's probably a reliable source. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I could be wrong and sound very ignorant right now but i don't know anyway enough about that 
<laughs> yeah, the next thing I have is the bats, which I always thought was kind of weird that there are a bunch of bats living in trees in like the middle of a forest in France. I guess I always thought of bats as more of like a, uh, I guess, like South American type of thing. Oh, really? Um, but I looked it up and there are definitely bats in France. And from yeah. the pictures that the internet showed me, from what I saw, <laughs> the bats here look pretty uh, accurate. So, interesting. there you go. Um, something that I saw or that I read was that bats are a can be a symbol of rebirth and of death, which I thought was interesting. And the reason for it is because it is a creature that lives in the belly of the Mother Earth. Mm. So bats are a symbol of death and rebirth, which in relation to our story, nobody is about to die, but... Belle is about to, in a little while, be reborn into a whole new kind of life. And her world is going to completely change. And she's going to have to relearn how to navigate this new world that she's about to jump into. So that was an interesting thing, I thought. Yeah, yeah, that definitely, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's kind of a reoccurring theme in the whole movie is that, you know, Belle changes her life and, and the beast is being reborn back into a human form right or is he i don't know we haven't gotten that far yet uh. <laughs> so one of the things that was in the commentary of the movie they talked about how apparently these bats are like disappearing bats so they come out of the tree and they're flying around and then they just like slowly disappear from the scene which uh the animators or i guess the directors so the the guys in the commentary they made it sound like it was like a kind of big mess up, but I, I watched it a few times mm-hmm. and it looks like they actually did a pretty good job, like making them kind of dissipate slowly. And then some of them do disappear, but you could be like, well, they're just kind of fading off into the, the foggy background. So I didn't think it was like a, they, they made it sound like it was like a really bad noticeable mistake on the part of the animators, but I think it, it's pretty smooth. Yeah. I had never actually noticed that the bats just disappear until you said something. And I went back and rewatched it and I realized oh my gosh they do just disappeared because I always just assumed they just kind of went off and like into the distance and they just got so small they were gone somewhere else yeah so yeah that's funny though that it was a mistake because some people probably would have seen that and been like oh my goodness they messed up big time but for those of us who are just watching it for pleasure and enjoyment We don't care. I mean, it's a mystical world and uh, there's magic and enchantment. So why not disappearing bats? (laughs) Right? Yeah, I don't don't really think people notice it that much. I never did. So yeah, I would agree. So next thing we know, so they're kind of attacked by the bats. And then Philippe races off through the woods and stops just short of... (laughs) falling off a cliff and i'm like what the they're on the edge of a cliff um but one thing i thought was cool that they did was with where the angle of the shot was coming from so you're looking at it from down below up to this cliff where maurice and philippe are and the moon is actually lower in the sky than they are on the cliff So it makes it look super, super extremely high up. 
So you get that feeling of intense, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Are they going to fall off? Are they going to be okay? It really draws in that viewer and helps them feel the intenseness of the peril that Maurice is in, which I thought was cool. Yeah, I really like that shot. I noticed that one too. I was like, man, that looks so awesome. Yeah. I mean, there's there's not a ton to talk about in these few minutes when they're just kind of running around in the woods. But if you slow down and you know watch it in slow-mo or you know look at it frame by frame you just see all the detail that they put into it and there are some really really beautiful shots and scenes or i guess it's one scene but there's a lot of beautiful shots if you go through this a little slower and just you know pause to appreciate all the work that they they put into making these look amazing yeah so after they they start to back up from the from the cliff edge and uh, as you know, I am a voiceover artist, and so I was listening when he's talking to Philippe, and he's saying steady, and he says steady four times, and the first time he's like steady, and then the next two are very firm and very like trying to calm and make this horse feel like it's okay, I'm in control, you don't need to worry I have got this and you just need to calm down because I am going to take care of us and protect us. It's kind of like the vibe that's a subtext that I get from his tone. And then the last one, he's is not the same at all. It's just this worried, scared, steady. <laughs> and he was trying, but I thought <laughs> that he did a great job of acting that because, I mean, as a person, when you're in a high adrenaline fearful situation like that that's pretty impressive that he kept it together and he was trying to keep this horse calm and work through it and he's the master and then but i mean you can't always keep it together and he's backing up and then you hear the wolf you hear the first like you hear this lone wolf call and then you hear this worried steady and I just thought it was really good acting. I was really impressed. I loved it. So had to point that yeah, out. Yeah, I have that in my notes. I have that in my notes as well. It's like, you know, he's just that howl. Every time I hear that, I'm like, ah, oh, that's Beauty and the Beast right there. Because <laughs> it's such a distinctive howl that, that comes from there. And, you know, that's kind of like the moment that everything starts going really right, well. Right, right. <laughs> um, another thing with the sound is that I thought it was super cool because you hear kind of... Uh, this thunder from the sky you kind of hear this low rumbling thunder and then it kind of morphs and turns into a wolf growl did you notice that i did not that sounds really cool i mean maybe <laughs> i'm making it up maybe i'm making it up but from what i think i heard that's what it sounded like to me it was this very subtle from the thunder into this growl from the wolf. And it, I just was like, oh, that sounds so cool. So good on you, sound designers. I'm amazed at you. Yeah. I, I feel like we keep just saying I the know, same things over and over uh, again. But we're just... the animators, the sound guys, you know, everybody just did such an awesome job on this. It's hard not to, to be like, oh, that was amazing. Oh, this is amazing, too. Yeah. So some, do you want to talk some more about the wolves or do you want to move on? Cause I think that's all that's I, have I have about the wolves. Okay. I just know that Sally gave us some awesome notes about wolves and just wanted to touch on a couple of things really quick for that too, if you don't mind. So I really think it's interesting how these wolves, they're not, they're not cuddly creatures like in the jungle book. They are 
very heavily in European fables and mythology because they really are very scary and that they could like decimate your livestock and they could attack humans in the forest. They would attack humans in the forest and they could like hunt and cover like 300 miles a day. So like stalking this lone old chubby man through the forest, not a problem for them. Um, but yeah, I just think it's amazing. And I mean, in like Little Red Riding Hood, for example, they warn, she's warned against wolves. There's a reason, because wolves are scary. Um, but apparently in most countries, or as in most countries, France would hunt down their wolves and they got them down to near extinction. Well, then they realized, oh my gosh, well, we don't want to kill all the wolves. So they started trying to bring them back and help them not be extinct. But now, like as of 2017, they are once again overrun with too many wolves. And sometimes wolves roam Paris. And there have been at least three documented since two, April 2016 in the last year. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I mean, cool. I guess scary, but cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know that I would go with cool, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> uh, sounds terrifying to me, but that's just me. I don't know. So those are pretty much all the notes that I've got for today. Okay. Uh, I think the only other ones that I have are just, um, he gets thrown from the horse from Philippe at this right during this minute and you know philippe runs off and the the wolves start coming after him to chase him philippe i was always worried about that as a kid because <laughs> he takes off and it's like man i really hope he gets away from the wolves and he's carrying this big old cart and you know you it'd be a lot harder for him to get car, away surprisingly yeah but still wolves are wolves are pretty fast yes, so are. i was always worried about him as a kid <laughs> and then just the fire falling out of the the lantern looks yeah. awesome i love how how well they did the animation on their their fire during this movie i agree yeah it was pretty cool okay well i think that wraps up this minute then thanks for joining us it's been fun this is probably a little bit shorter than uh, our typical episodes but we'll be back tomorrow so don't miss us too much if you haven't already it would be great if you guys could take this extra time that we're not talking during and uh head over to <laughs> itunes to rate and review the podcast it would be great if you could let us know what you think about the podcast and as always, you can find us on social media. We are Beastly Minute all over the place. You can find me on growlermedia.com. And Janae, how can people get a hold of you? You can find me on Facebook at JH Voiceover. And I'm also on YouTube. So look for me there as well. All right. Until tomorrow, steady, steady, steady. <laughs> <laughs> Our theme music is by Duo Hansen. Something is really different. I'm a growler.